All right. Hi, it's Jill. And Kayla. And we are I, I Wanna, wanna wear, wear Your Skin. And we are here for episode four. Four. Um, and before we get started with chatting about our favorite Lifetime movies this week, uh, this week's topic, uh, we mentioned in, I believe, the first episode that yep. when you sign up for a Lifetime Movie Network subscription, um, they send you a fe- fleece blanket. And I signed up a week before Kayla, mm-hmm. have yet to receive my blanket. Yep. However, we are here today unboxing, quote unquote, Kayla's fleece blanket. Because fate loves the procrastinators. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, yes. Yeah, so I definitely signed up for my subscription uh, it, probably a week and a half after Jill. Ridiculous. So it's just fair that I get it first. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, so uh, here we are, and Kayla is going to open it up right now. Can you now. hear it? Can you hear the crinkling? <laughs> I'm very excited. Um, so it's, it's, it's not a large package. Oh. Oh, and we've been speculating on the color and the style. I think it's going to be... Oh, I'm seeing red and black. Oh. (gasps) Oh It has the logo. Yes! Yes! Oh my god. (laughs) I was really, really hoping that it was either going to be like shitty pink or have the logo on it. But it has a really like blown out logo. I think it has the fucking logo on it. And it is a teeny tiny It is so small. (laughs) Thank you for the Scarf Lifetime Movie Club. Uh, Here, here we go. We can finally represent. Oh my goodness, look at this fleece blanket. We're official. That's amazing. I can't wait to get mine. And it can fit on one leg. Well, I'm so glad that I get to do this podcast now in utter comfort. Um, this is, this is not fleece though, so I'm, I'm already, it's, it it has to be polyester. Oh god, that's, yeah, it squeaks when you, like, (laughs) squeeze it, it has that Uh, weird, and it smells like chemicals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is, that Mm. is a But also like a hint of vanilla. Oh really? Do you think they, think they spritzed it with, With a little crazy perfume before they sent it out. Definitely. It is a little bit bigger than I thought it was going yeah. to be. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I am teasing. It's actually not that bad, and it is 100% polyester made Perfect. in China. So Perfect. Fleece blanket my fucking ass, Lifetime Movie Club. I'm pretty sure someone actually, like, hand-knit around the edges of that. I hope so. Because it does not look like it was made anywhere I else. I hope that this was made with slave labor. Like, oh, God. Thanks, Lifetime. You're right. Yeah. Like... <laughs> There's no way so, that that was made sustainably in no. even one Oh sense. my god, no. But hey, at least we will be able to probably use this for some promo photos. Definitely. And uh, thank you, Lifetime, for the free blanket. It's uh, always uh, great no to business. No thank you from me, because I've yet to receive it. And She's just bitter. Like, don't right. take it personally, anyway. Lifetime. Like, it's, she'll, she'll, uh, we'll share, we'll share. Would you like to have the polyester touching your body? I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> So we got that out of the way. Uh, hopefully mine shows up soon, but if not, you know, we're, we're still going to keep watching. Yeah, and we'll just sue, mm, you know. Yeah, because yeah. it's in our contract. It is. 
news. Okay, so the movie that we watched this week is titled Unstable. Unstable. And like the the little picture, the thumbnail for the movie is Sherry Appleby with like her hands next to her face, like screaming <gasps> in distress. Which is why we chose it because it looked amazing. I'm so distressed and unstable right now. <laughs> <laughs> and when we were also looking up the IMDb of the various actors, mm-hmm. every single one had some role that was related to something to do with pizza. Which is, I mean, it's surely a conspiracy. Definitely, it's, and I'm on board. Yeah, it's a pizza conspiracy. Into it. Uh, if this becomes a podcast about how we break apart the Hollywood... Pizza conspiracy? Pizza secret conspiracy? Oh my god. Choice. I'm, I'm all about was it. Was that not what we were doing? I don't even know why we're here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so it stars Sherry Appleby, who's yes. incredible and perfect for this role. Mm-hmm. Um, she's known from... Uh, uh, she did a, a couple episodes or just one episode of Law & Order SVU, but she was also, I believe, in a season of Girls um, as the character Natalia and as Dr. Dana on ER for a real long time. I don't know. I've never watched ER. I don't know if I'm she was either. like a major character, but like the the time that IMDb gave her was like over like six years. Mm. So she, hopefully Shoot. good money there. What was that uh, like sci-fi show? Was it Smallville? Or no, it wasn't Smallville. It was like... Was it Smallville? Ooh. There was some of their show that she was like, oh, Roswell. Roswell, She was yes. like a main character on Roswell. Yes. She also, and I've told you this, but she is a main character on that show, Unreal. Yeah. Um, and that show is fantastic. And I hadn't even heard about it. It's so good. I think they're on season three now. Definitely go watch it. She's great. She plays a very similar character to this movie. And she and she's definitely the, the strongest actress in the oh, movie. Oh, yeah. And probably sells her character the whole time. So, Sherry Appleby, uh, thanks so much uh, oh, yeah. for providing great content for this. Though we have to say, each actor had a very long IMDb list. They've yeah. all been in quite a few things. Yeah, these were definitely all working actors. Uh, the character Woody, played by David Alpay. I'll play. I'm not quite Don't sure know. what I wrote there. Who knows, Kayla? Yeah. Um, he was also on an episode of Law & Order SVU because I think pretty much all like medium-level actors have to do a role on that show at yeah. some point in their career. Um, but then he was also on The Vampire Diaries as Atticus Shane. My boyfriend will know exactly who that is because he is a secret lover Love of it. The Vampire Diaries. And then I also, just know about the Vampire Diaries because that one girl was on Degrassi for a hell of oh, a long time. Yeah, the new generation or whatever it was. Yeah, I've seen the old Degrassi. I haven't seen any of the new stuff. It's fantastic. Um, but luckily, Brian is really into like YA horror. Love it. Uh, and so am I. So we we get to enjoy some of that stuff together. But then he also was uh, Mark Smeaton in the Tudors, <laughs> and I love all like historical pieces mm. no matter how bad they are so like the Tudors reign all that shit that's on Netflix right now yeah. please go watch it it's so bad it's good it's lifetime but just like cast in the Elizabethan era Love it's it. it's great it's great um, then there's the mom and the dad and they've both been in a bunch of shit yeah cause older actors they've been in a million things but the dad was actually Henry and Ginger Snaps for more horror fan references and then Kathy Baker has not only been in other Lifetime stuff. 
What was that chicken on a pizza? Oh, God. We watched a short <laughs> with her. It was these two dudes at lunch who were hypothesizing about the founder of California Pizza Kitchen dating an Italian girl, meeting her Italian family, and then explaining to them that his most popular pizza was barbecue chicken. It yeah. was something else. But, like, you just, you, that one sentence you gave made, it. makes it sounds like actually a good short mm-hmm. and funny and I want to watch it. But trust me, it fucking wasn't. Um, it be- was six minutes of I wasted my life. Yeah. Yeah. It was horrible. And Kathy Baker, who yes. is in this movie, who is in that short, mm-hmm. uh, plays this Italian grandma in the, in the short. And she's literally wearing a t-shirt as her, like, as her, like, her, her hair cover yeah as her like traditional italian headscarf is a, 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 a fucking gray like a american apparel yeah american apparel <laughs> what the fuck you you know i'm drinking That's a strawberry i'm drinking a strawberry um <laughs> courtesy of budweiser and it tastes like sunshine and crying on a sidewalk i would say the latter more it's, than the former it, it is fucking sugar malt liquor this is what? mad dog in a can and it's yeah, amazing it uh, and then we've got the sister. I don't remember her name. Uh, her real name is Charlotte. Uh, I did not write down her character's name because I don't even think they use it more than once. So you don't need Susan? to know it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the IMDb reviews was the best review, I would say, of the movie. Of really, like, well, not every Lifetime movie. Uh, of this one. And it was actually a good movie if you keep your expectations <laughs> realistic. <laughs> Which we are doing that every podcast episode. Yes. Just keeping our expectations really grounded in reality. Okay, so going into this movie, I have to say, Kayla and I had very different experiences watching oh, the movie. completely. <laughs> should, should I read the synopsis really quick, though? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is the IMDb synopsis um, for Unstable, filmed in 2009, or released in 2009. So after After an abusive, dangerous relationship, a wealthy, pampered new bride who has been under psychiatric care for mental issues is either sabotaging herself and her husband, or her new husband is rapidly making her unstable. Oh my goodness. Dun, dun, dun. So that or, yeah, <laughs> was, or. Was, a, uh, was an important distinction that as we were going through the movie, Kayla and I were each on different sides. Oh, of. completely. Which is why I'm glad that Jill and I watched the movie separately. Yeah. So we completely form our own opinions based on this. And then we get together, rewatch the movie for a very painful second time. <laughs> and then and then talk about it together, which we're doing now. So, it opens up with Sherry Appleby. What is her character's name? Megan. 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 It opens up with Megan at her therapist's office, and she's kind of like, I'm, I think she's graduating from her bachelor's or something. It doesn't even say. I'm unsure. She, yeah. She graduated from, with something, and she's like, I'm really feeling a lot better, but that's all the backstory you get. Yeah. She comes over to her parents' house. Her parents throw this surprise graduation party for her, and her sister calls her, who you learn that, like, she doesn't live in the state or something, and so she's calling her to congratulate her, and she gets on the phone, they're at her parents' house, yeah. and both of them are like, huh? Like, I can't, what? What? Wait, wait, where the are mu- you? The music is so I loud. Did, it's, 
it's you know it's so, ridiculous. It, yeah, and of course it's being held in a in a beautiful McMansion. lifetime McMansion that mm-hmm. they spent all their mm-hmm. budget on. So Again, nothing new there. Uh, sister shows up. I wrote sister got fired for being a bitch, and that's a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. But that's just but what we, we don't wrote. know at the time. But at the time, it's just a gal in crisis. She's it is. moving back home to be closer to her family because yeah. she's unemployed. Yeah, and that's all we really know. But once again, Lifetime does this weird sibling complex where yes. they look the same age, they don't look the same, but there's no there's no setup for it. And actually, in this movie, they do explain it later down the road. They do. But once again, it's just like, are are you guys twins? What's the what, situation? What the fuck is up with you two? Yeah. It's weird. Again, I wrote, I need a backstory because we never get one. Um, and so the, she has to go to the bank for some reason and she like flirts with the dude that's working yeah, there. Yeah, because the teller's just like, I need, I, need your, I need your ID, please. I'm not trying to cross city boundaries. It's just, you know, for my job. <laughs> it's like, like well, oh, you're at a bank. Like, of course. You have to give your ID. Come like, on. it's not fucking weird. You don't have to preface no, that. No, and then it was, I'll get mine out when I walk in there. Right? Like, like here. Kidding? Like, just, I'm a real me. person. Like, give me my 50 cents that's in the fucking bank. <laughs> give it to me. Um, and he, like, looks at her photo and he's like, this doesn't do you justice. Oh God, Woody! Uh, and but here's his the, name's Woody. Come his on. name is Woody, which is which is a horrible name for any man. But I thought it was a really adorable meet cute. Where yeah. can you describe what is a meet cute? So a meet cute um, is is generally a term used anywhere. Uh, I think I think it was probably more inspired from like movies and TV shows, where you just randomly kind of bump into someone who's a stranger mm. out and about and sparks kind of fly and of course you know flirtation happens maybe it leads to a date um mm. so you know that's kind of the the quote-unquote meet cute definition of very rough layman's terms which to be fair it was quote-unquote mm-hmm um, and then we get to a scene where Kayla and I both felt differently about where she goes to the bank because she like left her ID and he's like, oh, my manager put it in her drawer. Let me go get it. They go to the back together, which is weird mm-hmm. in a bank. Yeah, that, uh, that, that is weird. I give you that. And he opens up or he tries to open up the drawer and he's like, oh, shoot, she locked it. Fucking duh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this is a bank. Oh my god. We locked it at Blockbuster. Like, are you kidding? (laughs) Uh, And he's like, shoot, we're gonna have to wait till my boss gets back. You wanna just go grab coffee and watch the door from the the other side of the street to see when she gets back? And she's like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. So they do that. My My initial reaction was, fucking creepy, dude. Like, what? And I'm just like... What a great guy. <laughs> uh, he's, I mean, he was flirty at the first interaction at the bank without being, I think, overtly creepy. Jill disagrees. I disagree. Jill super had her hackles up <laughs> the first time she even looked at his fucking face. And I'm like, oh, he's cute. He's this nice. He's a nice boy. Yeah. And then she comes and gets her ID the next day after leaving it there. And he's... He's just really charming. He's not pushy. He's like, yeah, you know, I'll get you some coffee. I'm so sorry about this inconvenience. And then they they hit it off uh, at the coffee shop. They and I'm do. just like, that's just so natural and cute and not forced. And, and, and my reaction and is just fuck off. Like, no! 
rude. And I'm like, you should probably have babies with this bank man. <laughs> like now. <laughs> with this bank man, Woody. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, lucky for the dude, Megan agrees with, with Kayla. Oh, yeah. Megan so, and I, <laughs> same page. So they go on a date. And again, Kayla and I... And I disagree on how the date goes. My reaction, what he's like, what do you want to do with your life? And she, like, breaks it down. It's like, I really want to, like, go into law. And, like, I like to ride my bike because it's one more car, not on the street. And she's, like, kind of pulling the shit out of herself because he's literally not talking. Yeah. He's just, like, staring at her silent. And at one point she's like, could could you say something? But, like, and he's I'm still a- silent. And I'm interpreting this as just, like, a really, like, loving gaze of just being, like, <laughs> no. oh, man, this is great. I'm really, I'm really loving listening to this gal talk about herself. And she's not offering any great, she's like, I like to ride the bus. <laughs> Buses are fun. I have a bike. And I'm, and he's just like, oh, you're so cute. It's so great. She's and, like, could you say something? And he's like. I'm just really glad we're doing this. And I was swept away. <laughs> I was swept away on the romance of it. And I would have been in the bathroom calling my best friend to pick me up. So. And that's why I'm going to get killed and just going <laughs> to live and do this podcast solo. This is also why people think I'm unapproachable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people don't find me approachable <laughs> at all. But that I was really, I just, I, I was really charmed by him. He just seemed like a really believable cute <laughs> sure little white scrawny guy that yeah likes cute little uh-huh. ladies you know <laughs> no that, that sounded weird that was my weird. point exactly oh my god no, no, i mean of course <laughs> uh, of course now talking about it with someone else uh you know uh, the signs were there the signs were there but i was really charmed by this young fellow. which was lifetime's point Okay, so yeah. they they meet in the bank, they mm-hmm. flirt over an ID, mm-hmm. vomit. Then they have their date, vomit. Uh-huh. And then, naturally, she brings him over to meet her parents. Meet the parents. And in the movie, it really does seem like it's, like, days. Like, this is happening instantly. My yeah. favorite part of her, him eating dinner, though, is he's he says that he's, like, from Massachusetts or something, and then her dad goes, well, what brought you out here? And Megan goes dinner he wants to eat because <laughs> megan's kind of funny sometimes not Just consistently that but that that really? one scene yeah. she, she nailed it um and she's being like nervous and cute and he's keeping his cool He's, oh, you know, yeah. he's maintaining being grilled by her parents. He's just like, what What do you do? Uh, how, how do you see yourself advancing your career? And he's just like, you know, I'm not really ruled by money. Well, and he says you that know? after they're like, yeah, you know, after I installed all of these security systems, he's like, oh, that's what you do? And the parents are like, <laughs> yeah. we we're li- fucking famous. We, we, we live in a $6 million house. At I, least. I don't think we just install security <laughs> systems. They actually are the CEOs and founders of the city's, like, most famous security system installation. Blah, blah, blah. No one really cares. No. I would care more if they did cool shit with security cameras throughout this movie. But guess what? Wasted plot hole there, Lifetime. You could have done so much cool shit. I mean, they do bring it up, but it's very much like a low-level storyline. Yeah, Yeah. super, super vague. Um, Then they do give us some background of Samantha. I wrote it down. Samantha's the sister. Oh, there we go. Sister's name. the mom is like, oh, she's adopted. 
adopted. I used to be married to her dad. He passed away. And so then I adopted her and she's been a part of the family ever since. Um, makes sense. Sure. Great. Um, good job being an open family. Yeah. And now we, now we know, which is great. They Mm -hmm. give us that information. Um, then they move on to, um, the classic, we're in a store trying on new clothes together scene. Yeah. And, and I do want to say, if it sounds like we're jumping all over the place, it's because this movie Uh exists only in hard cuts. Yeah. So as soon as one scene is over, it is a hard cut. Yeah. Full stop, jump into a completely different scene. Scene that then hard stops and jumps into. It's else. like you're at a restaurant and you literally set down the spoon after your last bite of soup, and the waiters there taking it out yeah. of your hand. Like, okay, you're done. Oh, here's your next one. Yeah, it's That's like it. it's like when you're really high and you eat too much, and you're watching like an episode of TV, and you fall asleep, and you wake up, it's another episode, and then you're like, oh, this is cool, and then you fall asleep again, uh-huh. and then you wake up, it's yeah. another episode. It's just, it, it it's, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so then they show up, <clears throat> and she's in a dressing room, and she, Megan, the, the main girl, um, and she tries on a shirt, and it's then- It's real ugly. I can't, I can't hold it back. It's, I wish that that wasn't such a big plot line, because yeah. it really is an awful shirt. Because this awful shirt just pops up throughout the entire Consistently. movie. Consistently. It's satin <gasps> with bell sleeves, and what they call a Mandarin, Colin- Collar, Mandarin (laughs) Colin, like the, oh my God, Jesus Christ. So she's in there and then she tries to get out and she can't get out. Mm -hmm. And then like the room starts closing in around her. Full panic attack. Finally, Woody comes and someone has like set a a chair underneath the door so Mm -hmm. she can't get out and he lets her out. She falls and then she's like, they're like back in his apartment. She's like, okay, so here's what happened. I gotta tell you this story. Mm-hmm. Turns out I was in an abusive relationship. Which, which she blames herself for. Which she blames herself for. Because she tried to leave but kept coming back. She and shut everyone out of her life. It seems like they 100% her family blamed her. And the final thing was that she, she for the last time, tried to leave him, and he beat her unconscious, mm-hmm. tied her up in, in a dark place she didn't know where she was. Threw her in a shed. And it turns out it was the shed in his backyard, and then went about his business, but then died in a car crash. Which her mom saw in the paper, and so she was like, huh, wonder what happened to my daughter, mm-hmm. and then found her in the shed. That, which is... All in all, pretty unbelievable that she would still be alive by the time her mom no. was like, oh, you're in the shed. Yeah, and honestly, if Lifetime wanted to make that movie, way that, more interesting. that in itself is way more an interesting and yeah. compelling movie. I mean, let's be real. Lifetime wouldn't do it in an interesting or compelling way. No. But I would be more interested and compelled to, to watch that right. movie over... I mean, this one was fun. To- yeah, it was fun, but <clears throat> I, that's in itself a movie. Yeah. So anyway, she because she's Sherry Appleby and she's fucking incredible, she, like, cries only out of her left eye and uh, really, like, sells the scene. And I wrote down her past equals no one believes me because mm-hmm. that's the running theme of this movie is, like, no matter what, she's gaslighting. So people in the comments on IMDb were saying that this movie is equated to, it's like a reinterpretation of this old 1940s movie mm-hmm. called Gaslight. Yeah. If you don't know what gaslighting is, uh, look it up and get educated. Yeah. It's bullshit. Um, 
what then ended up happening is that after she was released from this horrible scenario, she obviously had some uh, personal struggles moving past this event in her life, which led her to try and attempt suicide. Yes. Which is how we then know why she was in therapy, why right. she's living with her parents. Why she takes pills. Ex- exactly. And it's kind of putting together the dots of, of, of her backstory. Right. And um, of her parents when she was, when her sister's like, oh, she's going on a date and her parents are like, what? Yeah, exactly. Um, but then also he handles it, this news, like a champ. He and does. he's just like, you know what? Yeah, that that's that's fucked up, but you know, you're moving past it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she, and she was she was just so apologetic for having a panic attack and the and right. he's like, No, like don't worry about it, like that was nothing, like mm-hmm. no big deal. Like, he does handle it well, I'll give yeah. you that. Which once again charmed my pants off. Yeah. But not Jill. Made, Jill saw through it. Made me still be like, but why is he being nice? But why is he being so nice? Um, then it's all of a sudden Christmas, which happens to be like two weeks later. I guess. Uh, he go The Woody dude goes to her house for Christmas. Um, everyone's going around the circle saying, what was your favorite Christmas gift? <laughs> and he says, this one. Mm. <laughs> and then him and Megan go into the kitchen and he hands her a glass of champagne and he's like, can I, can I, can we go in the other room and I'll give you your Christmas gift? And she's like, no, I'd rather be here with my parents. And he's like, fine. And then there's a ring in the champagne. Yeah. Which is super romantic, but not something that could ever happen to me because I would drink. Oh, I would 100% whole, choke on it. Yeah. I would take a sip and not see the ring no. and just, no, and no, then no, 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 no. die. Yeah. So, and it's a big rock too. It, it was. was. A, it was a real big ring in that I also glass. like. It, like, sweet gesture, but yeah, like, one, I would definitely swallow it and choke on it. Mm-hmm. Or, I guess, choke on it. There's, you wouldn't be both of those. Uh, <laughs> Pick, two, Pick. if I didn't, I would still have to drink all of the Prosecco and be like, alright, so, or like, throw it out and then get my ring. Like, just give me the <laughs> ring, man. <laughs> just give me the, just. Or don't. Like, <laughs> here's, here's the deal, guys. Um, you're great. Keep proposing. That shit's cool. Yeah. Um, please sure. stop putting it in food. Yeah. And beverages. Anything consumable. No. And, Don't. you know, your your fiancé or now wife who you gave something to, like, in a food item or a beverage item, will never tell you that that was something that you shouldn't do. Don't so do it. I'm going to be that person yeah. to be like, your wife actually did not care for that. You, sh- <laughs> you shouldn't have put that ring in a fucking Hot Pocket. I was going to say, like, do you think anyone's ever put it in something like a fruit roll-up or you, something? Like, I mean, roll it up in there? A fruit roll-up would be funnier and better <laughs> than what people are shoving rings into. Yeah. Anyway, so I wrote, this is my favorite Christmas barf. Engagement barf. Uh, then they start talking about a prenup. The mom's like, oh, well, this is Woody we're talking about. Don't worry about a prenup. Because mom's fucking dumb as shit, I guess. Yeah. Because it gets revealed at a, at a scene in, in their kitchen that Megan actually has a $4.5 million inheritance from her grandma. Good God. And that with her... And we don't... Since we don't know the timeline, it also feels quick. It feels like she oh, literally yeah. met this guy and got engaged within three months. Like, yes, oh, here's, get a fucking prenup. I wrote the timeline. Uh, coffee and stock your boss. Then you meet the parents. Then you get engaged. Then, uh, oh, get engaged at Christmas, then you sign the prenup, 
then you have sex and there that is, is true romance because yep. they don't show the, it like seems like the first sex they've ever had and that scene is after the prenup is yes. signed and it's sweet sweet love making on a couch where they tell each other that they love each other yeah which could also be the first time once again uh not necessarily into getting engaged before fucking but still kind it's of charmed well here's the thing couple. is that if if like I understand it if your thing is like I don't want to have sex till I'm married. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, but they didn't. They were married yet, so they just like yeah. got engaged and then had sex. It's just it's very just, strange. It's all bizarre and going very fast. And yeah. of course, these are all very smart alarm bells ringing for the bill <laughs> that I'm just choosing to personally ignore for my own benefit of yeah. watching this young romantic couple live their dreams. And then they show pictures of the wedding, but it's just like pictures of them in a room. Um, and then they go on their honeymoon. This is, again, just pictures. Like, yeah. it's just, like, blazing through like it. Like, Grand Canyon, it looks like? I, I'm not sh- yeah, yeah. It, it, does look, it does look like that. Yeah. Um, and then they show up at the parents' house, and the parents are like, guess what? We put a down payment on a brownstone home for you. Which is, like, <clears throat> c- cool. Thank you for buying me a three-story brownstone. Probably nuts. worth a couple mil. But also, could you just not buy... The house I'm going to live in without consulting me and my husband? Like, that's fucking bizarre. It was weird. I don't know. Maybe this is what the super wealthy do. I don't know. Maybe it is. I have no experience with this. Um, then a dude doesn't carry a box correctly. I'd say watch the movie for that. It's He puts it on his back. Yeah, when they're moving in, they have some friends helping. They're doing a lot of bizarre things. There's a lot of pillows in boxes. There's a lot of empty fucking boxes that they're just slamming around that don't make any sense. Then they move in and Megan's like, she like pulls, she's putting this stuff in the bathroom. She pulls out her, her thing of pills and she hesitates and essentially decides, you know what? I'm good. Which you never want to stop medication by just not consulting a doctor and cold turkeying it. Right. When you've gone through such trauma. Yeah, especially when that medication is specifically tied to your mental health. Yeah. And all mental health I mean, medications have to be weaned on and off. Make your own decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that seemed a little drastic and for myself yeah. that would be very nerve wracking. Did it seem unstable? Oh god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone say no. the words unstable in the no. movie? I don't think no. so. That would have been really but satisfying. We're just starting to see glimpses of maybe Megan's life is moving a little bit too quickly right. and maybe some of the things are starting to come apart. At the but the, okay, so and here's where things start to get Kayla really starts to believe that she's crazy and Woody's a sweetheart and I Mm -hmm. start to feel like uh, Megan's seeing things that others don't and Woody's a piece of shit. Oh yeah. So this is where the movie veers. We veer completely opposite directions. So one thing that he does is that he, she wakes up at like 11 a.m. and she's like, oh fuck, I gotta go to work. I'm hella late. And he's like, oh don't worry, I called you out of work. Which I did not think was a cool move. No. From him I did agree on that. I can definitely agree with you on that. But I think that Woody was suffering from Lifetime's quote-unquote nice guy character. Oh, of course. Which Lifetime makes these nice guys 
who do problematic behavior yeah. that get romanticized right. by Lifetime, but then also... And a lot of romantic oh, movies. It's so bullshit. much, so much. Yeah, I definitely don't want to say that Lifetime uh, owns this problem, because it's definitely a problem in most rom-coms. And why I don't watch most um, of them. Which is ironic for what we're doing right I know, now. right? But <laughs> Megan's reaction um, to him is just this kind of like, uh, okay, instead of being like, hey, man... I, uh, you know, th- this sure. is, this is my career yeah. and it's really important for me to, to, to be at right. my job during this important time. Could you please just going forward, not do those sort of things without discussing it with me. But she's also had someone beat her unconscious and put yep. her in a shed to die. So exactly. I can also see the perspective of like, I don't really want to speak out unless there's something super concrete. Exactly. And even then. And even then, not really just freak out about it. Then Woody puts bars on the windows um, and she flips the fuck out because she starts to feel really uh, confined to the space, which is fair. Can't um, understand. I had a flip out in a escape room which myself makes, yeah, recently. I would as well. Yeah, I terrifying vomited afterwards. It's you know, it's that fun thing <laughs> that everyone's like, oh yeah, we'll just lock ourselves in a room with this person pretending to be a zombie <laughs> while we hunt for clues and puzzles, and we have to put them together in order to get out of this room. And it's cool for like fifteen minutes, and then the last forty five is just being like, I'm gonna fucking kill everyone in here to get this door unlocked. Oh I don't my care. god! Uh, my safe word, uh, which I didn't use because I didn't want to ruin other people's times, sure. was me screaming, "I need to poop." Oh, nice. Because uh, if you scream, I need to poop, they'll unlock Someone's the gonna, door yeah. for you. They won't let you poop in the escape room. <laughs> Lesson one know. of yeah. the escape room. I can't um, go under my own bed. Like, it's too small of a space. Yeah, I can't like, do it. I totally mm-hmm. get those phobias. Yeah. No shame on Megan for no. having these issues. Then he does another weird thing, which he, uh, his explanation makes sense, but still doesn't explain it away. Still questioning. And he gets, she's driving him to work or something, and he, uh, looks over and checks the odometer. Mm -hmm. And she's like, could you, could you not check that? Like, why are you checking? I'm just going going to work. work. Yeah. And he's like, oh, the gas gauge is broken. Which, she's driving the car. I feel like she would know and understand that. Like, how could you... But she didn't seem to have any recognition. How could you have someone drive your car and not tell them that the fucking gas gauge is broken? It's ridiculous. Um, then she goes she's like really excited about her job and he's kind of like weirdly not supportive of it but in a supportive way yeah i mean it, it the, the best term is is he's he's gaslighting mm-hmm. her you know like yes honey i want you to have this successful career but also you don't really need to like yeah. you can also just stay home like which he fine. literally says at one point mm-hmm. um but she's like yeah it's great like they te- they act like i'm part of the team now mm-hmm. um and so she's at work and someone shows up with a bottle of something for her boss with a note that says really happy to be part of the team thanks megan yep but uh, homie didn't pay for it. He didn't. And so the dude that delivers it is like, hey, I need a credit card. She can't find her credit card. Then she has to go back in and be like, hey, boss, I know I just gave you this, but I can't find my credit card. Which, which is, is humiliating. Awful. Oh, my 
my god, how fucking embarrassing. And she's in this really like high powered law job with mm-hmm. a bunch of dudes that are definitely like dick bags. They don't appreciate her as a human. No. It's it's all it's just all gaslighting. And so one of them offers to pay for it. It's just it's completely oh, embarrassing. It and then it cuts to Megan coming home, rightfully upset. Oh yeah. Uh, but then also him just really calming her down with the I was just trying to help you out. Right. You said you, that there were strained feelings in the office. I thought this would help smooth it over. Once again, classic shitty nice guy routine. Then he finds her credit card in her wallet. Yeah. Quote unquote. Because she does also come home and accuse him of stealing her credit card. So then she would be embarrassed in this situation. Right. Which, when you're what. Obviously, talking about it now, everyone listening to this would be like, well, obviously. But when you're watching the movie, don't listen to Jill, guys. Don't listen to her. When you're watching the movie, it really does seem like, why the fuck would he steal your credit card? Like, And here's the thing. And I pointed this out to Kayla, but I had an emotionally abusive ex-boyfriend. And so a lot of these little things that are gaslighting that seem like he's just being the nice dude and like explaining things away and like, oh, I just care about her. Mm-hmm. I see as signs of, nah, dude, fuck you. Like, yeah. I know what your intentions are. I know that you're not a nice dude. Like, I see those signs perhaps more than someone who hasn't gone through that ha- would see them. Exactly. And, and, and so I see through all yeah. this bullshit. Like, and I'm very gullible to nice guy syndrome because mm-hmm. before Brian, I dated just really severe shitheads who like to get physical with me. And I was lucky enough to not experience emotional abuse because that can be very difficult to determine and difficult to get support exactly, yeah. for belief and trust that you're going through this experience. Definitely. Um, the physical abuse that I experienced was obvious. Like, it was shown. Like, I could be like, he fucking hit me. Right. Look at my fucking face. Which, neither of them are great. No, like, they're no, both fucking I, shitty. Obviously, but in terms I'm not, of, but, but in terms of believability. Sure. It's, it's, a, it's, it's easier. A, it's a lot easier to get people on your side. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. because some people are also... <laughs> Unfortunately, even Both shittier to be They're like emotionally and yeah, like a, yeah. If you're in a relationship, your partner does get to hurt you because they're in charge. In the it's like no, but obviously yeah. we don't know those people. We're not friends with those people. Yeah. Um, hopefully you're not either. But if you are, please get them out of your life. Um, but so that I unfortunately have had problems with being really charmed by the nice guy, right? Where you know those kind of people can really woo me. Because they're not shitty mean dicks. Well, and the thing is, is that they woo everyone. And that's that's mm-hmm. the challenging thing. Is like, you if you try to come forward with people who very much trust these people, it's really hard. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, they tend to charm your family, your friends. And, and because a lot of times, like before you maybe recognize it, you're charmed. And you don't recognize that this isn't okay behavior. Mm-hmm. It's really challenging to get out of those things. Um, and when there's, like, guilt involved of, like, well, if you leave, then blank, whatever that is. Exactly. Then how do you leave? How do you tell anybody? Like, it's very, very challenging. And we'll just say, like, there are plenty of resources on the internet in terms of, like, calling a support line and people that do know these behaviors and can help you. Yeah. Um, I think this was a great movie in the regards of, like, 
yeah, a lot of the things that he did would fool a lot of people. Absolutely. And they weren't okay behaviors. No. And they seem like it in a lot of contexts, but they're absolutely not. Like, checking someone's odometer is not fair, unless you both understand that the gas gauge is broken. Yeah. Like, okay. Which you should definitely tell that to someone <laughs> driving your car. Um, but, but, yeah, definitely please continue to reach out, um... For anyone who can believe you in those situations, Absolutely. and don't think that you're going crazy, don't you're don't not pull going a crazy. Kayla. <laughs> don't believe this guy. You're not going crazy. You know. It's not your fault. And you know, if you didn't recognize it, also not your fault also, because these people are manipulative. Not your fucking fault because that's no. literally these people's end goals is to manipulate you into these situations. Absolutely. And just because other people don't believe you doesn't mean that you're wrong. Exactly. And that's a huge part of this movie is that everyone just thinks that he's God's gift to Earth and yeah. Megan is crazy. Well, and, the, and that is the problem is that they they create this backstory for Megan of having these issues of panicking and mm-hmm. delusion. Which are so fair based on her past. so (laughs) completely understandable that then they use that against her. That instead Mm -hmm. of believing that this could be true, they just believe that she's, you know, reverting back to her previous At one point, he, like, calls her at work while she's in a meeting to tell her that he loves her. And she comes home and, like, some other things have happened. She, like, brings it up to her mom and her sister. And she's like, and, like, you know, he, like, got me out of a meeting to tell me that he loved me. And the mom and the sister just giggle and they're like, honey, he loves you. He just loves you so much. And it's like, sure, that could be okay behavior, but it's Mm -hmm. not in this situation. It's not in this situation. And it does continue to escalate. It does. Um, The shirt... The shirt, there's there's this bizarre, we're not quite sure because we ourselves have not gotten to figure out. When they did that original shopping trip. Where she flips out. Where she flips out. Reasonably so. Reasonably so. She, I believe, was trying on a lime green satin shirt. There was a lime and a red. And she yes. was deciding between she the two. She was deciding between the two. She ended up buying one. And was then told by him that that she should put on the shirt but it was in the color that she didn't buy she's like no i didn't i didn't get that one i got this one she, i think she's just like she bought the green one and she yeah. like wore it on their honeymoon yeah and then she's like going in her closet one day when all oh, this other stuff is happening it. yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't remember how something like that and then she the only seems the the red yeah one. and she's like i didn't buy this yeah and he's like uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, what are you talking about? She's like, I wore it on my honeymoon. I can pull up the honeymoon photos. So we go back to the Grand Canyon photos. And the shirt's red. And the shirt is red, not green like Uh she remembers. And then she goes to the store. And this is where, like, it's all very murky, again, in terms of, like, timeline. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to follow. Like, it's a very weird storyline anyway. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know that shirt from the fall line? Which means that she bought it before they got engaged. It's just, I don't know. Anyway. Anyways, we think that they the la- got, the lady they at- met and got married within six months. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The lady at the store, like, Megan starts to get a little uh, huffy and puffy about it. Oh, real crazy-eyed, actually. And I the lady at the store is like... True. It is obvious that you weren't on the receiving end of this shirt. As if saying, like, this is a crazy lady who thinks that her husband's having an affair. Right. It's looking for proof. Yeah. And she's coming in. And <laughs> and she's and... like, no, nah, bitch, I think he bought the wrong colored shirt to fuck with yeah. me. <laughs> and then that one single tear falling out of her left eye because she 
can yeah. only cry out of her left eye. Then, uh, she, sh- like, other creepy shit happens. They go to her parents' house. He's there with her parents. She's accusing him of, like, a bunch of shit. Um, and everyone in the room just looks at her like she's being a complete bitch. Because the problem is, is that for everything she's accusing him of, there is a reasonable explanation. Quote, unquote, reasonable. Quote, unquote, reasonable. So, she was saying, like, hey, how, why couldn't I get a hold of you today? And he goes, well, I was with your dad, um, my car got impounded, and your dad picked me up and took me to the office, and we talked about a couple ideas. And her dad was like, that, that, was me. that did actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, well, why are our special wedding glasses that our friend got for us missing out of our house? And he goes, well, I sold my vintage eyeglass collection. Also a weird storyline. Also line. a weird storyline. Um, to pay for the engraving, Woody loves <laughs> Megan <laughs> on these glasses. Uh. And she's like, what? Like, no, no. And he turns to her mom and is like, Could, were you able to pick those up for me today? And her mom reveals uh-huh. that that's what happened. And then they have a sit-down family dinner, and she, you know, they're talking about, it's just, it's becoming apparent to Megan and everyone that they don't believe her, they believe Woody, she's very uncomfortable, she wants to go home, and when she demands to leave, he hands her car keys that are not the car keys that she knows, and they go outside, and her parents bought her a fucking new car yeah once again without consulting her like it, sorry it's it, a nice gesture a nice it's, gift it and it's is. also like i'm also an adult yeah, like you're can also I choose my crossing car? boundaries like it's just yeah. yeah like if brian bought like a car for me without consulting me and trading in my old car i'd be very like kind of take like yeah. we're we're equals in this relationship we right we discuss our finances and our and our plans for our finances like how could you not involve me in a right. pretty important decision um so obviously she's perturbed but he's just like we're just this trying to sense. do everything we can I just for love you, you. Just love you so much. Then they go home and she's working on her computer and everything starts to go like blurry and like she and can't like wonky like yeah you know, when like you're like three hits of acid in <laughs> drugged <laughs> and then she goes to sleep and she wakes up and uh, goes to work in this case that she's been working on. Somehow the media has gotten news of everything that she had been working on. She's like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And she looks at her computer and someone has sent all of the info to the email address mail at bemysnitch.com. Be my snitch. Be it. Be my snitch. So then she comes home, confronts her husband, um, lunges at him with a knife. They but struggle. They, but it was caused by she thought she was locked into her closet. Well, after she was trying yes. to leave the house because she was like, "You obviously drugged mm-hmm. me," and then sent all this info to them to be my snitch. Yeah, and then she was trying to get the shirt to prove the it shirt. To yeah, and and then uh, and then they have the knife scene. 
I wrote, oh, she's dead, it's cool, and then she's crawling. Because he, like, slices one of her wrists really quickly, and yeah. she, like, falls over, there's fucking blood everywhere, like, she's dead. Yeah, she has He a, walks away. She has a full-blown panic attack, she runs into the kitchen, grabs a knife, tries to attack him... Then when she fails, she runs to the bathroom, locks herself in there, which I don't think is going to help her in closed spaces. Uh-uh. Panic. It's not. He breaks down the door to try and get to her, which Jill thinks is he's trying to kill her. I think he's trying to keep her from killing herself. Uh-uh. Wrestles the knife out, cuts her. But she not hits that her, bad. Not that bad. She hits her head on one of the appliances. Is that, oh, maybe that's yeah. why she passes out. Yeah, and then, and then passes out. And he walks away. But calmly, and starts, like, wiping off... The blood, like, the that's blood on, on it, like in the kitchen, like not calling nine one one. Uh uh-uh. uh. This should have been a big red flag for me. It was a huge it one for me. It wasn't because I was just more focused on the fact that she fucking pulled a knife on him and tried yeah. to attack him. Uh, and then she like very dramatically starts to crawl out of the bathroom like he had broken both of her legs, which yeah. is wild. Yeah, it's um, the whole thing. It's <laughs> the next very note that I wrote. <laughs> was decor vomit because all of the decor in their house is so gross it's i if you could just combine a fred meyer catalog with ikea with a basic bitch it's their it's their fucking or like like a like a dollar store stationery oh it's just it's so fucking bad um then she goes she's like at this point, she's like, oh, I know he's fucking around. Like, yeah. something's going down. Yeah. He's not a good person. So she starts to switch her perspective of like, okay, well, I'm going to figure this out and be really sweet to him mm-hmm. so that he doesn't suspect anything, but I'm going to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So she goes to the impound lot to look in the car to see if she can find any information. She gets into the car because the dude working at the impound lot is like, oh, is the car in your name? She's like, no, but I'm cute. And he's like, you're right. Go ahead. You're right. Go ahead and look in that car. She finds the receipt for the shirt, which, which again, I it just, just doesn't make for, any sense. It's just, yeah, it's just, it, this guy is so fucking good <laughs> at convincing everyone in her life that she's crazy and setting up all these master plan, intricate detail, like, setups. He's just doing a really bad job covering up the base of, and also, like, oh, so I just crumpled up this receipt and left it in the driver, like, side cup holder, like... It's just, it's it's it all it's all super bizarre. Um, so, then then she finds out that he's not who he says he is. Exactly because she decides that no one's believing her. Her family's on his side, especially after in the hospital, they had a conversation where she was like, "No, he's out to get me." And they do once again, just like the dinner, where there's reasonable explanation. She gets proved yeah. that there isn't a reasonable explanation. For what for, she was accusing him for of. For what she's accusing him right. of. And so she decides that the only way to do it is by drugging him. Which is where I'm like, no, this bitch has really gone off the chain. Oh, and that's and where Jill I was like, was just like yeah, hero story. Fuck yes. So when she drugs him, she tears apart the garage and finds one of his old yearbooks. She which, finds like four of them. Which once again, much. if you are trying to be a different person. Burn those. Don't fucking travel you with your yearbooks. Where Why? his real name is revealed. <laughs> Which, Which is it's Chad, Chad Perkins. Perkins. That's right. And that's when I Good knew Lord. that the was jig was person. up. And, and it was like a big <laughs> twist moment when I saw that Chad Perkins. And then... Woo! 
There's a scene where uh, the sister's in the car and she's like, okay, you know what you have to do, and it pans over. <gasps> and, and Woody's it's in him. the car. And it's Woody. Oh, yeah. So the sister has created this mastermind. Again, like, I don't understand how any of it works. I don't want to get into no. it because it's all conjecture. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. No, they, they did it once again, Lifetime. You did not get it. Do a good job uh-uh. putting the puzzle together. No clue how this worked out. Oh, shoot. Um, and, oh, and Megan also, when she finds out it, his name's Chad Perkins, they, like, her and her best friend call up all these Chad Perkins. She finally gets a hold of his mom, and she's like, mm-hmm. when you see my son of a bitch son or whatever, yeah. like, he's dead to me. And it's like, oh. Yeah, oh, shit. Um, then... So, Jig's up, she knows, her best friend knows, but that's it. Yeah. And so Um, then the sister and him decide to ambush her in the apartment and chloroform her. mm -hmm. Because up to this point, she just thought it was Woody. She had no idea that the sister was involved. Yeah, exactly. And that was the other, like, she sees her sister and she knows. Mm -hmm. So, they, they drug her. Yep. And they drag her body into the garage, stick her in the car, and start Classic. running the engine. Classic. But luckily, she was smart enough to get her friend involved in this, like, look at this, this is Chad Perkins, this is not the guy I know. Uh-huh. So he checked in on her. When she was not answering his phone call, she went over to the house and discovered her in the garage. Because he sees hella smoke coming from yeah. underneath the garage. Yeah, I mean, it, the garage it's might ridiculous. as well be on fucking fire. Yeah. This is not just a suffocation death. Uh, I wrote, she's dead. No, she's not. No, she's not. So. But it's, un- actually, it's actually unclear at that yeah, point because the, the cops show up. Uh, he, the, the friend calls the cops. Yeah. They take her to the hospital. The ambulance takes him away. And then there's a scene where the dad and the mom can be seen through a set of hospital doors breaking down and crying. Yeah. And the sister turns to Woody and gives them that smile, like, we, we did, did it. it, she's fucking dead. And yeah. they go back to the apartment and have and dirty, fuck. dirty fucking sex. In uh, their and bed. bed. Yeah. In their fucking Here, bed. Okay, and so here's the... W- uh, they're all weird things. I don't know, I can't even say that. But <laughs> the sister is like, Woody, it's almost over. Mm-hmm. Which is like, his name is Chad. So what is the backstory here? Like, does she know. believe that he's Woody? Does she know that he's Chad Perkins? Who is Chad Perkins? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, because they did show that the number that they called to talk to his mom was based in Wisconsin. Not Wisconsin, excuse me. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. He did where say he was from there. The sister was just in Boston. That's right. So I think that they met somehow yes. there. He's a dirty dog. She's a dirty dog. Oh, fuck There's yeah. $4.5 million yeah. in the mix. Let's fucking make a scandal. Then, oh, the other thing that I wrote was like, she walks out of the apartment and like, how, do they not know their neighbors at all? Where no one would notice that like, one, this girl just died. Like, there was hella cops there the night yeah. before and then her fucking sister walks out after having sex with her husband. Like, no one in the neighborhood saw that. Well, they, they, they couldn't see them having sex, but like, well, I no, mean, but it'd be weird. They, but no, it makes sense to have family members being at the... At the house the next day. Stay in the night? Yeah. 
like comforting the guy. Like your my my sister, your wife is just dead. I need to make sure that you don't fucking kill yourself. Maybe all the time. Oh yeah, all the time. Like I know, like I know about <laughs> staged murders in in the suburbs. Like, uh, but then all I'm saying is that I'm a shitty neighbor and I the, wouldn't know. <laughs> then there's the best scene where she walks out of the apartment. The cops are already there because they know because somehow Megan and the cops have like put this together. A secret like, hey, let's forget about Tell justice my parents I'm dead. And, and police like rules of yeah. how to do things and we're just gonna do it my way. Uh-huh. And then uh, she, she pops she her head pops around out the kitchen. with the green shirt the on. The green shirt. The whole fucking dilemma. Is it red? Is it green? It was And green. she's just like, hey, hey, what, what's Hey, hey, Chad. What's up? Isn't that what she says? Hey, so. Chad. And then he looks at her, flips his shit. I would, if I was Chad, because I'm dumb and didn't get this movie until the very end, would have thought she was a ghost that I'm being haunted. Right. He books it and gets arrested at the Immediately. door. Immediately. And then Megan comes out. The parents are like, oh my gosh, she's alive. And she goes over to the sister, and the sister's like, I was just the stepsister to all of you, which is super unfair to. To Megan, because mm-hmm. it's like she was a fucking kid. Like yeah. she thought you were her sister. Megan, what says, the fuck? Not to me. There's so many ways to make money, bitch. Mm-mm. Like fuck off. Mm-mm. And then it's just over. And That's then the it's the over. That's the parents it. are like, I'm so sorry. I'll believe you from here on out. It's like it didn't take her being like knocked unconscious and put into a shed for you to fucking believe your daughter. Fuck off, dad. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. So for me, this movie. It wasn't necessarily like sh- like like poorly done. I do want to say that the like the hard transitions in between oh, that the scenes was, rough, yeah. was really really rough and it's hard so to many follow ideas. Uh, around. But I'm gonna give this movie five lifetime movie blankets simply because I was fooled until the very end. Like the very yeah. end, I'm like, Megan's crazy. This is about a crazy woman. I'm gonna have a lot to talk about about how lifetime poorly portrays quote-unquote crazy women and gaslights them but then they twisted it on me lifetime like you got me a hundred percent lifetime thank you uh i also would like to give it five uh lifetime fleece blankets but for the opposite reason of i knew the whole time uh that woody was a piece of shit Hmm. um but i'm giving it five fleece blankets because they didn't make her crazy because she was right in the end yeah and that's not something that we have seen from lifetime yet so i appreciated that yeah um the the transitions were rough but there was some good acting and Mm -hmm. uh it still kept my interest, even though I mean, we really only scratched the surface of some of the storylines oh, that they gave us. Oh, like it yeah. was a lot. Yeah. So definitely, but, definitely a cream of the crop here. It so far. Yeah. yeah, yeah number pr- four. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um. So yeah, I enjoyed this one. Um. I think that it definitely brought up some good conversational topics of here's what it looks like to be gaslighted mm-hmm. um and here's why it's really challenging to see those signs yeah um and here's what abuse can look like yeah abuse is not like it's not, it's not just it's physical. not just physical and while that's a really important topic as well and yeah. really fucking shitty and uh, like really scary as well 
um, it can also be this form of like, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to murder you to get your money. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. it was such bullshit. Which is kind of surprising from a movie filmed eight years ago. I, yeah. I wasn't kind of expecting that. So, mm-hmm. which is why I was believing right. the storyline that she was crazy. So, you know what, Lifetime? Shame on me. I'll be better <laughs> next time. I'll see through your shit. We'll see. God damn it. We'll see. We don't know what we're watching next time. Did, or did we decide? No. We didn't. We no. had like three different options. Yeah, I they saw, all look great. They to all me. look so good, and yeah. that's why I'm kind of enjoying like at the very end of our night being like, yeah, this one looks real good. <laughs> this this looks like this might it's gonna be uh-huh. a five three spanking. <laughs> and then we end on that, and that's the fucking movie we watched. So I'm still into that. Yeah, I'm into it too. Yeah. Um. So email us at I want to wear your skin at yahoo.com. Yahoo. We are, um, wait, what is their jingle, isn't it? Yahoo! Yahoo! Uh, please give us money, Yahoo! I will fucking sing that every Every single time. If you, uh, if you support us. I believe at this point, uh, we should be on Instagram and Facebook. And Facebook. Give us a like, subscribe to us, Mm -hmm. download our episode, what are the things that you do? I don't know. Uh, yeah, download, like, comment. Share with your friends. Share, look at our photos, we're gonna have photos Believe your fucking friends when they say their husband is trying to murder them. Like, just believe them. Maybe don't let your friends meet and marry someone within three months. Like, I'm just saying, I'm gonna be that person. I'm just saying, like, don't do it. Don't go to the coffee shop with your bank teller while you wait for your ID. The bank teller stands behind the glass, okay? (laughs) Anything in front of the glass is inappropriate and just call the police If you see them at a bar later, that might be different. Like, have a different conversation. That's a meet cute. (laughs) (laughs) So that's our lesson for the day. That's it. Uh, we'll see you next week, and we are I Wanna Wanna Wear Your Skin! Bye! Bye!